Welcome to the next edition of the Career Conversations podcast, brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. I'm Craig McGregor, and today's guest is a friend of mine, someone I've known for around about a decade, Gay Alder. Uh, Gay is someone who found an entrepreneurial spirit later in her career, and it's a really interesting conversation we have with her about how she started in, in her work life to transforming herself and giving herself the confidence to go out there and have a crack at multiple businesses. Uh, she's an inspiration to listen to. She's got two fantastic businesses operating in Christmas Tree High and Wrap to You. So sit back and enjoy our conversation with a, a real entrepreneurial spirit, Gay Alder. Today's podcast is brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group, specialists in permanent recruitment, labour hire and HR consulting. Start a conversation with us today via our website, hrgroup.com.au, or at our socials, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. Okay, so welcome to the Career Conversation podcast, Gay Alder. Thank you, Craig. Nice to be here. All right, before I start on your career, we've known each other for a little while, haven't we? We have. Yes. That's correct. So we met at uh, Business Networking Group, used to share breakfast with each other there for a while, about 10 years or so back. That's but true. one of my biggest gay older memories was it was about 2013 I decided for some stupid reason to go in Tough Mudder and I thought I'm going to ask <laughs> everyone I know let's do Tough Mudder together and I had a couple of people say yes but the first person who said yes to me was Gay Alder and I was, I was actually a bit surprised I was like well, why does Gay Alder want to do Tough Mudder with us and she loved it she had a ball tell us about Tough Mudder and why you did it um, Tough Mudder was something that would, had been on my radar for a long time, something I'd always wanted to do. And um, so when, the opportun- when you said that, I thought, well, that's it, I'm going to do it. I was really excited about doing it. It was a bit scary, though, to, that some of the people in the team were young enough to be my, <laughs> my children. So, that's so I think we had, it was about eight of us. Eight of us, there was, Seven yeah. males, one and female. I was the only female, yeah. yeah. And uh, I still remember when I, like I said, I asked most people that I, yeah. I know to go in Tough Mudder with me and... If I look at that team of eight, I think seven out of the eight own their own business. They had a That's what true. I think is they a different do. mentality. And yeah. um, we'll go into that a little bit later on. I think Gay's got a different mentality in, in her entrepreneurial spirit. But mm. I think what happened or what I've noticed or what happened after 2013 is amazing. Mm. Gay Alder is Forrest Gump. She hasn't <laughs> stopped running. Tell us about that. Why don't you, why don't you stop running, Gay? I just enjoy it so much. Yep. I started running... Um, Oh, not long after Tough Mother, I started actually running on road and then I got into trail running and I just loved it. But then it was a bit hard on the body and somebody introduced me to trail running then. And once I started running in the bush, I loved it and then said, oh, let's do a 50k'er and then we've done a 100k'er and uh, we just keep keep challenging ourselves but it is a challenge and it's it's great and I love the social aspect of it as well yeah it's just really good setting yeah. challenges for yourself if I look back again mm. 2013 and those eight people including myself <laughs> we've all combined minus you mm. put on at least 100 kilos <laughs> gay order just keeps running so keep running. you are you're an inspiration to everyone yeah. that's that oh, uh, started that and, yeah. and I still look back at that and I go well, I wonder if I had some small part in gay's passion for running now but oh, it's amazing so so good yeah I loved it the one of the biggest things and I still talk to people about it with Tough Mudder is that 
you can't really complete, compete in that without teamwork. And there was a couple of points in that that I still look back now, and it was quite emotional where yeah, it was. Um, some, where we had we could only complete that with the teamwork. And I look back, and I was I, even though I was the weak, weakest link in the team back then, I thought, but I was never made to feel like that. And it was really emotional. I loved it. Yeah. It was great. And if we, if we did it in 2018, I guarantee you would not be the weakest link in the group. No, maybe. <laughs> the fittest. A bit older now. Very good. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about your career. So tell me, what did Gay do straight after school? Um, I wasn't great at school and all I ever really wanted to do was be a secretary. Um, Why? So Why did you just want to be a secretary? I don't know. It's, I never really had any ambition to do anything else and I just like the idea of working in an office. So um, I went to business school and studied uh, shorthand and typing and that sort of thing and then I started work at the Greater Building Society and I really liked that and I did a few different jobs like that. Um, and then I, when I was 18, I got a job at the basketball stadium at Broadmeadow, which was really different. What a and surprise. A guest of mine likes basketball. <laughs> yeah, well, that's sort of been a big part of my life since then. <laughs> I met my husband there and the kids played basketball. Uh, but it was just such something different. What did you do? Really what did you liked. do for the basketball session? I was in the office yep. um, organising the, um, all the draws for games, yep. registering plays and at the time I started there was when the Falcons started. Oh, that would have been good. So it, was, it was awesome and working with those people that actually started the National Basketball League, Rashke and John Gardner and all those guys. Um, so we ran the National Basketball League from the stadium for um, in those first few years. So I was responsible for organising lots of stuff, all the air travel yeah, and wow. everything. Yeah, it was really interesting so you when were I look a, back now. you were working, like pioneering what now is really yeah. one of the most successful sporting leagues in our country. Yeah, well, pretty much the first secretary to the National League there yep. until it grew bigger and they got their own office. But, yeah, it was a pretty inspirational time working with those guys, that's for sure. Are you you like great. me that you look at it now and think it's sad that... Where it started, yeah. there isn't a team. Yeah, it is very sad. Bring back yeah. the Falcons, eh? Bring back the Falcons, <laughs> they should do. Bring them back to Newcastle, but to the basketball stadium. So. Tell me about, because I'm guessing you're doing draws and all different administrative uh, tasks, there would have been no Microsoft Excel back then. How did you do that sort of stuff? No, I was fortunate enough that I didn't have a manual typewriter. I had an electric typewriter, so yep. it was all done and, uh, and a Gestetner machine. <laughs> and uh, my biggest piece of equipment, I think, was the jacket I used to have to wear when I used the Gestetner machine yep. to stop all the ink spraying all over me. But, uh, yeah, good grounding, though, good training, but yeah, it was hard work with that sort of stuff. But, yeah, okay. Uh, but that's what we did back then. You didn't have any choices. So. Yep. And so it was good, good time, good, good work experience for yourself? It was really good and I've made friends from there that I've still got yeah. which is really good And because I met my husband there and then we had the boys and they played basketball so um, they, uh, he coached them as well and yep. then I would manage teams and then I took on the role with one of the basketball clubs there to uh, managing um, the committee and everything so uh, it was Very good and we introduced some really good things there, new payment systems and really tried to streamline and bring technology into yep. it as well, which was really good. So Excellent. I enjoyed doing that sort of stuff. So, so when you finished up with the Basketball Association, what did you do next? I ended up with um, a job with a 
RTO, um, registered training organisation and secretarial work again and I really loved it but I always had a passion for horticulture so yep. while I was there one of the owners also had a passion for horticulture so she talked me into studying it at TAFE which I did. So was this the first real study you'd done since yeah, school? Yeah, so I hadn't done any study from school. Yep. I, I didn't even finish my HSC at school. Yep. So um, this was great and it was a three-year course and I loved it and she was really encouraging to do that So uh, and gave me time off work to do it and everything, which was really good. Would you have done it if you didn't have such an inspirational leader? Probably not. Yep. Probably not. Um, she came every the day after TAFE... Um, She'd sit down and want to hear all about it. She was genuinely interested in it. Yeah. And um, so I was, still... So was it a horticultural business or what was the business? Um, no, it was just a horticultural so RTO, course. Oh, no, it was an RTO, yeah. so it was totally so it was different. Was it, it was just a passion. she wanted you to do or did she send you something No, else? no, it was just something that I had a passion to do. So and you were working in said, administration for an RTO and she yeah. said, hey, what's your passion? Go and out I there and follow said it. Horticulture, so she said, "Go do it." That's so amazing. It was good, yeah. That She's still an inspiration now. Yep. I still see um, Elizabeth um, quite often, which is good. I haven't worked there for like twenty years yeah. or something, so yeah. But um, it was during that time that the opportunity came up to purchase a um, indoor plant hire business. Yep, and that's when I met you. Yes, that's right. Yeah. So you so ran your own indoor plant hire business, which I thought. Why would anyone yeah. hire indoor plants? What the? Mm. Then I hired some indoor plants <laughs> off you and found out how great it is to have Everybody plants in your does. office. Yeah. But tell me about the business. Tell me about what you did. Well, um, the interesting <laughs> part with that was I was about to buy this business and there was um, just a, oh, I don't know what the word is, just a little bit of, um, I wasn't happy with some of the things with it. So anyway, long story short, I decided... I'm not going to buy that business, but I'd already got the loan to buy it, and I already had one client lined up, so I thought, let's just start our own. Yeah, good. So we did. So instead of buying an existing business, which would have been a lot easier to run, I started my own. How did you tell, tell us about that? How did uh, you do it? Well, I just started, um, I got the client, the first client, and through a, a contact at the council. And um, interestingly, Elizabeth, that was my boss at the time, was so supportive and she said, no, I want you to follow the passion with this. So she was happy for me to take extra time off to market the business and do what was needed to try and build it up and just kept working with me until the business got big enough that I could say farewell to her that's, and go full-time in the business. Let's just explore that because that's amazing. It was amazing. Yeah, <clears throat> if you think about the employment relationship of employee-employer, yeah. there's got to be a lot of trust from the yeah. employer to... You, you were just an employee back then. Yeah. For you to be able to get... to build up that trust from your side and mm. for her to hey, go, I see more in you, why don't you go and do this stuff? That doesn't happen every day. No, it doesn't. And, yeah, we had a great relationship and it was built on trust, yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And so you <clears throat> work your way out of their business, essentially, mm. to now having your own thriving indoor plant hire business. Tell me about mm. the next evolution of how you grew it. Uh, just continued to market it and uh, networking through B&I was a really big yep. part of that. It taught me, up until that time, I'd never been able to speak in front of people and it forced me to do that, which, look back now, it was great. And now you're on a podcast. I know, now I'm <laughs> on a podcast. Uh, and I don't have too much trouble getting up and talking now about it, but yep. before it was very confronting 
took me out of my comfort zone, but um, I learned so much. But again, I think that, that you've stretched yourself. If you use the running mm. analogy, you've got to stretch before you run. Well, that's what yeah. you did with, with networking. And you, yeah. you didn't just do it with B&I. You got involved with the business chamber and the development breakfasts yeah. and you got yourself into committees and did that sort of stuff, which really yeah. was outside of a secretarial admin person Absolutely, mentality. Yeah. So you yeah. really, <clears throat> did you see that in yourself or did it just evolve? Did you go, you know what, I want to um, get to this point where I'm an entrepreneur and to do that I'm going to need to do these things or did it just happen organically? I think it happened organically for a while and then I sort of got to a point where the penny dropped and I thought, I can do anything. Yeah. And there's there's nothing I can't do. And for a very long time I was... I look back now, I think I was scared of success. Yep. And I had a chat with someone and he said to me, you know, why can't you do that? Oh, I can't. I, and I just kept putting up barriers to it. And he said, you're scared of the success. And he said, what happens if you get this, this, this? And we worked through the process. And once we did, I thought, I can do anything. There's no reason why I can't triple or quadruple the business. Um, I know what to do to do that. So it was just... And again, that was just through speaking with someone that I'd met at um, yep. networking and ma built a relationship with, and they felt confident enough to talk to me about that. Yep. So again, the relationship building is really important. It's the key. So absolutely, it's, it's the, the key. key. You know, if you're selling yeah. a widget or if you're selling a service, um, <coughs> that's my belief yeah. anyway. That if you don't have those relationships, oh, you, don't. You, you won't be able to succeed. So, yeah, and I you totally can leverage off those those relationships in business. So, yeah, so, so you're selling indoor plants. You're going into different businesses. I, I still tell me about what you're selling because, like you said, it's a, it's almost a commodity, a plant in the corner. Yeah. How, why is someone going to use you? What do you you're think? selling um, convenience that they don't have to do it, yep. and plants in the office. I do believe are fresh plants, live plants are good because they do help with air quality. Yep. And you're selling um, happiness in a way because. If they've got a plant to look at rather than just a blank wall, um, it helps with their feelings, so it's it's that type of thing as well. So it's not just convenience, but with the plants, you're also selling feel good, look good in the office, you know, that type of thing. Okay. So, and that ran its course? What happened there? Um, during the time that I had that, I used to always just search websites overseas to see latest trends, etc. And overseas, it was quite big to hire Christmas trees. The indoor plant hire companies overseas were hiring Christmas trees. So I thought, oh, I can do that. So I just started researching that and found a fellow in Sydney that sold the trees, artificial trees. And went down to see him and I said oh you know you know we weren't in competition with each other because I was in Newcastle and he was in Sydney and he he was very helpful to help me start and gave me all the advice that I need and I think it was good that we liked each other from the start yep. and he and his wife and now they they don't hire much themselves now but they wholesale so they're still really good mentors to me as well which is good so so that you exited the indoor plant hire business so you sold that business yeah i sold that business and, and went full-time yep. in christmas tree so hire christmas tree it, hire. It grew so yep. big that's amazing um, it is and now we deliver all over new south wales and queensland and we've got affiliates with um, people in melbourne so that we can deliver in melbourne now so if you've got an office in 
Sydney, Brisbane, Melbourne, we can do the one invoice, the one tree, exactly the same yep. for all offices, which is, is what they want. How many years have you been doing Christmas tree high for? This is our 10th year, 10th season now, and it just keeps That's getting so fast. bigger. I know. It gets bigger and bigger every year, yep. and I get excited about it every year when um, people come up and, oh, we want to try something different. And, and again, that relationship building, they're happy to say to me, you do whatever you want. You've become the expert. This is the budget, yeah. Yep. You do whatever you want. Yep. And we now deal with people from February through... Well, I was going to say, Christmas is a yeah. month of the year, maybe? Yeah. How, how do you generate enough income or work to sustain 12 months of the year for, for Gay well, the, and your the, team? Well, the Christmas tree business now generates enough business to support me full-time and two part-time employees now yep, that's which is amazing. fantastic and yep. and it's a good feeling it's always scary when you start to employ staff mm-hmm. because you think mm, what if I don't generate the business then I can't pay your them responsibility it is a very big responsibility so for the girls to um, go part-time two days a week the whole year through is was a really big step for us but the work's there we need to be doing it and we're quoting from february now that's amazing we've educated our bigger clients that they know that they need to be talking to us earlier in the year now if they want what if they want what they want at christmas time because it's got to be ordered etc so so tell me the why why are you so passionate about christmas tree and christmas tree hire i just get excited at how happy it makes people feel i think um Everybody does love Christmas, but to see them, I don't put the trees up myself anymore, but the girls come back and tell me stories that they'll come into the office and it's like they're giving lollies to little kids. The, the receptionist will be there and say, oh, the tree's here, the tree's and here. That's and that's the experience that we have. I, I remember last so few years, Sheridan, who was on our front desk, she yeah. loved that day. Yeah. She'd be counting it down and so chatting with your yeah. girls as they're putting it up and how excited she was. And then we'd take a photo with it. It's <laughs> yeah. just, it's, it's, yeah. it's, it, it, happiness is a good word. It is. And, and that's what we're selling. We're selling convenience, um, store, solving their storage problems. But aside from that, we're selling happiness and again that feel good because well and look the other reason like if i put our hat on um we choose you give us a choice of what colors have come Mm. in what's new what's fresh what theme is good and we've got a christmas tree that's branded in hunter recruitment group colors that sort of stuff branding's important to businesses these days so you can go to the big businesses or small business and make them look professional through christmas it's great absolutely and we have clients in sydney that supply us with their own ribbon yep and we make bows up with their logo ribbons so that all their trees through um or they've got um that's a personal service right there isn't it yeah that's exactly right and it looks great it's their corporate colors and their logos all over the tree so yeah they're happy we're happy and looks beautiful okay What's what's next? I know you've diversified. You've gone into another business. Yes. So, Hank, let, before we say that, let's go back to <coughs> secretarial, admin, running the admin for the basketball stadium, to, I'm going to call you entrepreneurial, <laughs> Gay Alder. Oh, thank you. What's the next What's the next business? Tell us about that. Uh, earlier, late last year it was, we saw that a gift hamper business was up for sale and it was one that I was aware of because it was started in Newcastle 20 years ago by a Newcastle lady yep. and she sold it 14 years ago to um, a lady at Mayfield so it's only been the two owners and 
they had another business which grew too big so she couldn't continue with Wrap to You anymore. So I thought it would be a really good add-on to the Christmas tree business because the corporates are the most the main focus for that business. So you thought it would complement well. the business? Absolutely. Okay. Um, I'm, I, and I'm confident that it will. Okay. So very good. Very confident that it will. So tell me about, I know another side thing that you started was a women's networking business. Tell me about we that. We did, yeah. We saw myself and two other ladies saw the need for a different type of networking group that Newcastle and Maitland didn't have. Yep. And it was across, we sort of picked the eyes out of half a dozen different types of uh, networking groups that we all went to and picked out what we would thought would work best for those groups and it was more aimed towards the new lady particular uh, new lady in business that um, was very nervous about coming to was that networking because you were one meeting. of those one that what, before I absolutely was um, I can still remember going to um, a meeting at Charlestown and getting to the um, car park and thinking, no, nah, I can't walk in that door, yep. and turning around and going home. Wow. And the organiser rang me and asked me and about it, and I had a conversation with them, and I thought, oh, that is so stupid. And so, and I always remembered that, so I tried to make people feel welcome, not just before they got to the door, because you've got to get them to the door, but tried to make them feel welcome before then, so they weren't afraid to walk in the door. But the minute they showed up at that door, somebody was there to greet them yeah. and talk to them and make them feel comfortable. And uh, it's made a big difference. Well, uh, but I just love that. So hmm. someone who started a networking group <laughs> at their first attempt at going to a networking meeting couldn't go. Yes. That's amazing that yeah. that's you that has gone, okay, I've got to do something to help someone. Yeah. I was like that. And yeah. to target that at women in business, just fantastic. Yeah. So is that group still going or have you finished up with that group? What no, we there? finished up with that. We um, just really went in got different directions yep. and got too busy. And, and it did run its course, but it was, it was good for the time and filled a need. And there's new networking groups starting yeah. up all the time, and which is great. And I think we might have probably been a bit of a pioneer for that because there are other groups starting up now that weren't doing that beforehand. But it, it brings home the value of networking and relationship building yep. and the importance of all that. And I really believe in all that. Yeah, that okay. It is important to build those relationships and, and networking is very important for business. Well, I also know that you're on a board of a not-for-profit. That's correct. Tell me a little bit about that and why you do that. Um, I'm on the board for a charity called uh, the Centre for Hope and uh, Geraldine, who's the CEO, I've known her for a very long time and, and she's incredibly passionate about what she does. And the charity helps uh, children in, um, in need from age 6 to 16 and we uh, Geraldine has developed programs for schools that really help these kids get break the cycle of unemployment and poverty and self-esteem and it's making a massive difference in the schools with the programs that they're running. It's, it's predominantly Indigenous, um, but that's where a lot of the need is, but um, it's not solely Indigenous children, yeah. but it's all schools. But it's working in those socioeconomic areas that are... Uh, in, in those low areas, I suppose, for want of a better word, but giving them some self-esteem so to does, get out of it. why does Gay get involved with that charity in particular? Because there's so many charities you can be involved with. Why that one? Um, 
probably in the initial stages because of Geraldine yep. and her passion for it and the relationship that I had. I met Geraldine at another networking at BNI, and mm-hmm. and uh, and see the work that she does and the results that they get. Yeah. And I thought, you know, I can be part of this and help where I can. Um, I help more in a finance role and on the board with that type of thing, but. Um, I've become very close to Geraldine, and it's it's good. We work really close together now. Excellent good stuff. So. Good stuff. All right. Yeah. I talked to you about this when I booked you for this, <laughs> the Career Conversation podcast time machine. Mm. So we're going to rewind the clock to 20-year-old Gay. If you could go back and give her advice, what would it be? Probably not be scared to take a chance yep. on something. And I always thought back then that, no, I can't do that, I'm not good enough for that. And it wasn't until I got older that opportunity presented itself, but I really wish that I'd started in business earlier. Well, you said opportunity presented itself. I, I disagree. You took opportunity. Do you yeah, think at 20-year-old you yeah. could have done that yourself if you had the confidence? If I had the confidence, definitely, I yeah. think I could have, yep. yeah. Because I, I look back now and think, oh, how did I do all that? But <laughs> really, yeah, it, it, it was an evolving thing, but I would have liked to have started earlier and, yeah, just not be afraid to take a chance. Yep. Yeah. No, good advice. What's the worst can happen? That's right. <laughs> All right, what's next then? What's next for Gay Order? Uh, next for me is to build Wrap to You up to be a really big business yep. and continue to build Christmas Tree higher. I, I did think about selling it, but we're just loving it so much and enjoying it so much that we've thought no let's keep going for a few more years until it gets so big that we run out of room and then we may think about that but definitely wrap to you as a business I can keep well into retirement or past retirement so we just want to keep growing them at the moment so we're still passionate about it excellent and tell me finally when's the next big run my next big run is in February next year. I've got a couple in the middle of them, but the big one's shot over Moonlight Marathon in New Zealand, okay. which I had to pull out of last year from injury. Um, but it's it's considered one of the, the toughest runs yep. going. And Death Ridge, I'm a little bit scared of that. But Gail um, is going to run Death Ridge. <laughs> Death Ridge. I love it. <laughs> yes. I've seen videos of it and... Um, even some of the best runners, they do death ridge on their hands and knees because yep. it just falls away at both sides. So it's a wow. little scary. Mm. You should video it. Oh, I'll check that one out. <laughs> death ridge, eh? Google yeah, it. Yeah, so that's, um, that, that's all on the cards for the moment, So, which is enough. Love it. All right, mm. well, thank you so much for your time today, Gay, and Thanks good luck with me. your two businesses and your running. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. Thanks for listening to today's Career Conversations podcast brought to you by Hunter Recruitment Group. And special thanks to our guest, Gay Alder, who was really nervous to start, but I think that was a fantastic conversation. I really hope you enjoyed it. We'd love to hear your feedback at our website, hrgroup.com.au, which is where you can find our podcast on SoundCloud. And don't forget, if you're an iTunes listener, subscribe to our podcast and listen to some of our past and look forward to our future podcast guests. Thanks again to Gay Alder. You can check out her businesses, christmastreehire.com.au or wrap to you, Gift Hampers.